here. Welcome to uh, the podcast of the Responsible Restaurant Owner, www.theresponsiblerestaurantowner.com. What do we do here, guys? We uh, pretty much talk about the restaurant business, the ins and outs, how to get it started, how to run it, how to make it happen, the drama, the excitement, the suspense, and the day-to-day activities, the different wheels of fortunes associated with it. It's not just serving food. It's uh, training people. I'm not talking about your team here. I'm literally talking about the people coming inside the restaurant. They come in having a certain set of expectations. And your concept may be a surprise to them. So how do you do it so that you don't turn them off? Well, it depends on how true you are to your identity. Think about a themed party you went to. If you have been to a themed party before, and if you have not been to a themed party before, I think you should throw one inside your house or your garage or your current restaurants and attach a theme to it. You know, it can be Pirates Night or um, Flamenco Guitar Night or uh, Fundraise for Cause. Pretty much build the night around a certain thematic. And when you go to people's home. You go with the rules of the host. You may not like the party, but you know, if you're going to be there and you want to enjoy it, you need to understand or at least accept the rules. And whether you decide to go back to that party or not is up to you. But just out of respect for the person who is preparing this food, this atmosphere for you, you should just go with the flow. And uh, lots of people are spoiling their dining experiences because they want to go to a place where they know what's up, they know how things are going to go. And I know you should expect good service, good food, but you know what, also you have to be a little bit adventurous. Uh, It's amazing, people have been coming to the restaurants for 10 years, back to back, a decade, and they always come in and order the same thing. And I have to educate them and say, hey, you know what, today I wanted to try this. And uh, it took a little bit of time at the beginning, but then I was able to build a marketing campaign about getting them excited to try something new, launching a new product, launching a new dish, a new spice, building a story around it. So, uh, as you may know, if uh, you have been following me for a little while, I'm taking a one-year sabbatical because I can, and I feel very blessed and thankful. Thank you, God, for giving me the chance to actually uh, follow a childhood dream. I'm here in China studying Kung Fu, yeah, like, like in the movies. You know, like push-ups and meditation and, and breaking bricks and uh, qigong and learning about animal forms. Super cool stuff. I feel very lucky about it. And I hope I'm making the best out of it. At least I am trying to make the best out of it. But literally, my original purpose was just to go to a quiet place where I can build on doing this. You know, helping other people open and run their own successful restaurants and just sorting through 10 years that went like a blink of an eye doesn't life go by amazingly fast and just realize how much data and information and forms and systems that i did not ever have a chance to organize because i always had to keep current with what's going on in the market with my evolution as a restaurant entrepreneur and i need the place where i can sort all of these things together and really come up with the best of what i have learned over the course of the last last 10 years and share it with uh, a lot of 
restaurant owners, entrepreneurs, dreamers, crazy people, I call them sometimes, the people to decide who decide to venture into a business where statistics say 90% of restaurants will fail. Uh, you have to be a special character to go into something like this. And, uh, and I was that special character. And uh, I was on the verge of losing lots of things, if not everything, many times. But, you know, the, the story was meant to continue. And suddenly I had this occasion to try something new. And instead of jumping into a wagon of something I have done before, which is opening another restaurant, I said, you know, I'm going to take a little break and do something I like. And... Uh, you know, don't uh, follow the hype and the hate speech that the res restaurant business is hard. Any kind of business is hard if you do not approach it as a business. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, I was talking about the issue and the concern, the danger of the restaurant business because you are surrounded by things that really will please your ego and make you forget that you're actually in business. You know, it's like literally your life becomes a party for others. And if you're a true hospitality pro, somebody that did this for the passion of it, you get to enjoy this party lifestyle every single day, you know. And uh, you need to look at it as a business, be organized, be healthy, be smart about the people you surround yourself with, about the substances that you put inside your body, etc., etc. And um, before we get into the nitty-gritty of this podcast, which is my take on restaurant franchises, I just want to say that it's amazing. Uh, people are amazing. You know, for the longest period of time, I was making the following prayer of, please, God, make me meet people that are better than me. Please, God, make me meet people that are better than me. And for whatever reason, with all honesty, maybe my eyes were just not open, but you know, I was not very happy with the, the quality of the people that were that I was hanging out with, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were there for a special purpose. I have lots of respect for them. Many of them I can call my friends, acquaintances. But I was living the life of the material world where the party was the center of attention, where the highlights was celebrating social recognitions or whatnot. But, you know, the quality of the actual people... Uh, they were just there for companionship and interesting conversations and laughter. And I learned a lot from them. If you're one of them listening, please don't get me wrong. But you know, but I was always seeing to see somebody who would be like, oh, like, wow, what a character. And this experience in China made me realize how lucky I was, I am, to be part of the American dream in the Silicon Valley. Um, I met uh, fantastic uh, people that were, some of them were lost escaping the West in order to rediscover themselves, other coming in and planning to bring in the East to the West, to the martial arts. Uh, some of them are seeking uh, mysticism. Uh, I met this lady who can read uh, two 300-page books over the course of three or four hours. I met inventors, uh, yoga instructors, hypnotherapists, and I recently met somebody who was working from in the oil oil mining. He did that for 16 years. And uh, and he was like, you know, man, I, I worked 32 years in 16. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, people were satisfied by working 40 hours a week. I was working 84 hours a week. And uh, now I deserve to go and uh, and travel the world, you know. 
And he also complained about how much tax he paid. You know, but to each his journey. And uh, if you want to get 32 years of work in uh, 16, well, to work twice as much or twice as smart, your pick, your choice. If you plan to open a restaurant, you can do it by, you heard that before, if you're an entrepreneur, trading time for money or using methods, consistent and repeatable processes to duplicate your presence and your productivity. If you wonder how to do that for the restaurant business and wonder where to start, www.theresponsiblerestaurantowner.com. And uh, if not, just shoot me a message. I would love to hear about your story. Met really, really interesting people. People that are pretty young and, you know, gave up on the West to my taste sometimes a little bit too early. You know, being a first-generation immigrant to the United States, people tell me, oh my gosh, I don't want the United States, I want to go somewhere else. You know, I'm like, dude, people are trying to come to your place and you're trying to go somewhere else and everybody's trying to leave whatever place they are without actually enjoying the opportunity that they have. I think every single situation you're in is a blessing in disguise or it's very clear to you that it is a blessing for you to explore and learn to make the best out of it. I don't mean that you need to do something for 32 years, but if that's your journey, that's your journey. So embrace your journey, you know, embrace your challenges, learn from them and keep your eyes on the price. And if you really insist, things are going to happen. doesn't mean that this thing that's going to happen is good for you, but if you really insist on something to happen, you really think you're going to be good at it, even if you have signals that telling you it's not the right thing to do, and deep in your heart, you know, it's not the right thing to do and you really want to do it and you feel you need to go through that experience to learn it, go ahead. Uh, however, it may waste your time, but at the end of the day, you're going to end up doing whatever you want to do. So sorry if I'm, if I'm rambling here. I just, uh, I'm just excited to meet all these very interesting people of different age group, ethnicities, religious beliefs coming together and, and just sharing, you know, and everybody's so good at sharing. Nobody that's good at listening. But uh, everybody is good at sharing. So I always cherish whenever people give me advice. And you know, my best thinking has always been done by other people than me. And this is something I always thought about. But uh, Billy Graham, RIP, rest in peace, Billy Graham. If you do not know who Billy Graham is, definitely Google him. And, uh, you know, I've learned that sentence from him. And... You know, sometimes when you have issues, you think to recreate the wheel. But sometimes just having a conversation with somebody, even if it is unrelated to your problem at hand, may give you an insight about your current situation. Because at the end of the day, you know, all problems have a center, have an impact, have consequences. So just be open-minded, you know, don't be stubborn in your way. And be open-minded to listen to what other people are living and going through. And I'm the first one to be guilty of as I'm growing older of not uh, listening as much because but you know but I'm always humbled and more and more I'm learning this through this uh, kind of retreat entrepreneurial retreat to build this community to learn different things learn to be patient learn to be a little bit more quiet you know being in the hospitality industry you are the locomotive as they say in French you're like the driving force behind the positive energy of your restaurant you know and you set up the mood you know and many times I heard over my career oh Sean when you go inside the restaurant 
uh, you know, you change the atmosphere of the restaurants. I still don't understand how I do that, but, you know, I was just always happy to get inside the restaurants. When there were guests inside the restaurants, I was like, man, there is people, there is employees. Even if the restaurant was empty, man, there is somebody who is there inside this restaurant working together to build this business or just the fact of having an employee. I was like, I never really comprehended that. So there is somebody actually there doing work for me and doing everything I'm telling them to do. And I'm always still very humbled by it. So no matter how many people work for you, you know, always realize that it's a privilege and don't take people for granted. And it's not because you sign a paycheck and automatically that person is working for you. Respect is the most important thing if you want to keep your team. And instead of thinking about what the next trend and to like change everything in my restaurant, just focus on your people. Be kind to your people. Be kind to yourself first. And then uh, good things will follow. So I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I think I'm coming up with a cold. But it's okay. Because uh, sometimes being a little bit uh, sick reminds you of how good it is to be healthy, isn't it? Um, franchises, should we go for franchises? And uh, I'm going to start from the end. And my take on it is that I'm, I'm like, no, man. I'm not going to do a franchise. And, uh, and yes, you get help setting it up. And they say, oh, you're most likely to succeed because... You're buying an established idea or brand that has already proved to be successful. It's shown. Uh, God knows, you know, when they say it's shown, who, who's showing that franchises stand a much better chance of success than people who start their own independent businesses because they have pretty much completed consistent and repeatable processes. They can provide you the full-blown picture. Um, make money they can be very profitable because they cause their product etc when not brand you know you don't need to build your brand from scratch like i did let me just come in you open a mcdonald's or whatever franchise that is well known and people know what it is you know what to expect and they just get excited they know the reputation of it uh and uh and you have the benefits of lower cost because you know when you buy for example kfc KFC buy chicken at a price that is way, way, way lower than what a regular place making chicken would pay it for. Now, I'm an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, you know, we want to do this because of freedom, at least in my side. You know, for me, the restaurant was definitely a way for me to generate money. and But it was also the only option that I had. It's not like I was a fancy doctor or lawyer and I had hundreds of thousands of dollars laying around or millions of dollars laying around not earning me enough interest. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to diversify my income and doing that. No, for me, the restaurant was it. It was the main ship. And uh, for that, I like that flexibility, which you do not get when you do a franchise. You're extremely limited in what you can do, and you have to do it the franchisor's way. And there is no much room for you to make your own decisions. The fees, other than your initial joining costs, one of the biggest ongoing costs are the franchise fees that are payable to the franchisor on a monthly basis. doesn't matter. And you know, when you work in a place where the cost of living is so high, the cost of food got is so high, the cost of labor is so high, when your profit margins are getting squeezed, you know, uh, the profit margins are so small, can you really afford to pay a franchisor fee on top of your rent fee, especially if you have a slow month. So if you have lots of cash to sit on it and wait, because if you listen to uh, 
another postcard I have done, the longer you're in business, the higher the chances you are in the business because more people just know that you are there. So chances of people coming and trying your place gets higher. Chances of you getting more regulars are higher. So, But if you are, uh, I like to call it a guerrilla entrepreneur, trying to hit the floor running, you can't afford to have like six months or a year or two years of being at loss. You need to make money right away. Uh, lack of ongoing support is something that I heard from some clients. Even though many of the franchisors offer ongoing support to the franchisees, there are those who only assist with the setup and then leave you on your own. So, and here is the thing. Uh, it's a highly competitive business. You know, uh, there's so many franchises out there and everybody wants a piece of the pie versus literally having something new, you know, something different. So you always hear it. Oh, why did you come to our restaurant? Oh, we wanted something different and here you are. And, uh, and the initial cost of buying a franchise, I just don't have that pile of money sitting around just to buy a McDonald's. Yes, I know it's going to work, etc., etc. But, you know, and the most important part why I say no to franchises because... I want to build that story. You know, I don't want to buy somebody else's story. I want to build my own story. I will learn from other people's story. I will copy things from other people's story. I will add my own twist. I will consult with people. But at the end of the day, I want to build this story. I want to build the big picture and know what the piece of the puzzle is and earn them and put them together and more importantly, have the flexibility. So if you want a franchise and you have a pile of money laying around, give me a phone call because I would love to get a piece of it. I'm just kidding. Actually, no, maybe not. If you really want to give some money away, definitely I know a couple of charities that can benefit from it. And uh, joke being set aside, I like to do it uh, without a franchise because those are just consistent and repeatable processes. Everything is available out there and we just need your passion. So if you are passionate about the restaurant business and whether you are in the trenches right now and struggling and hustling, welcome to the club or you are very successful, please, I would love to learn from you. Yes, I learn a lot from my clients because this international reach is just allowing me to learn about so many different markets. And I love it because for me, it's a matter of perfecting my craft. And uh, if you're just a dreamer and you wonder where to start, owner. Thank you so much for being here, for your attention and for supporting the Responsible Restaurant Owner community. Until we meet again, remember the secret ingredient is love. Can I make a suggestion, please? Please repost this uh, podcast somewhere in the world. And uh, until we meet again, please be kind to each other. Bye-bye.